Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope your week has been just as good as the Philadelphia Sports Week. Philadelphia went 5-3 and three this week. The Flyers picking up two wins and a loss. The Fusion picking up two wins. The Wings with a win and a loss. And the Union in a loss in their first preseason game of the year. Um, and with that being said, sit down, uh, get ready for... Um, another trip down the orange line. Alright, so welcome back ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is good to see you. Um, since we last talked, um, a lot went down and one of the things that I uh, walked away from last week realizing was that I did not know that much about the, uh, the Philadelphia Sixers. Um, so I did some studying up and uh, I did some looking into. Now, the reason I did that is because there were um, no Sixers games on. Uh, just because of the fact that there was the All-Star break that has just happened. We had two players playing in that game. That would be Joel Embiid and um, Ben Simmons, uh, rightfully deserving uh, of, of being on those teams, by the way. Uh, the more I look into it, these guys are really good at basketball. Um, so well-deserved. Um, I know they ended up being split, so one was playing for Team... Uh, LeBron and Team Oladipo, I think. Someone somewhere is going to correct me on this. But it doesn't really matter because I want to talk about this team. The team that I had to sit here and I learned about. Um, and uh, pretty interestingly enough, like my friend last week said that uh, this team is a, a, a team that could be downright unbeatable but they just have a lot of clashing personalities. In front, it seems like a lot of other people think that. I mean, James Harden even said that uh, they've been good and that, uh, you know, we're, we're up there. But even uh, Kawhi Leonard just said that we just have to get the chemistry together. We'll, we'll end up being a team that is, I mean, really good at, uh, at, at what they do. So I'm hoping for the best for this team, as usual. That's a that's a that's a pretty typical, um, you know, Pat Haley orange line thing. And uh, honestly, things are looking up for this team. I mean, uh, they're 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 one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and the Eastern Conference is wide open. There's there's plenty of teams that can take it, and it's making for a really interesting season so far and uh there there was just recently a power rankings for the the eastern conference for the nba and sixers came out at fourth um and the the writer cited that the the biggest reason for why they landed in fourth is because um the three top teams which are the bucks the raptors and the celtics in that order um combined the the sixers only have one win over them 
Um, and that one win was against Toronto, and they didn't even have Kawhi Leonard. Uh, and uh, another big thing that the article ended up citing on was the fact that this team needs to work on their chemistry. And it's it's just because there's there's so many big names out there. Um, you know, Joel Embiid, there's Ben Simmons, there's, you know, uh, there's there's Jimmy Butler. And, you know, now we have Boban Maravanovic or, or whatever his name is. I'm, I'm still very confused on the last name. But we also have another starter being added into the mix who's thrown up some decent points, which is Tobias Harris. Uh, so far this season, he's averaged a, a 20.7 points per game um and with the Sixers in the the four or five games that he has played with us he has averaged about 17.8 points per game so he's getting points up there and he's absolutely contributing to the scoring which uh I I can only assume is like a really good thing in basketball um and it, it from what I read it seemed like he was really really excited to play here he he's been bounced around onto a few teams and he he was excited to be able to play on a team that seems like they're they're almost at that championship level and that they are one of those teams that can actually make a a serious contenders run which is awesome it's 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 awesome because that means that he's going to want to fight for it and he's going to want these guys to play as well as they possibly can. So it seems like he's very team-minded in the sense of, like, let's make this team really good. Um, other people on the team, like Joel Embiid, have also said that they're uh, really excited to, to play with him. Um, and, you know, with, with him being added to the, the starting five, it's making that core of players look really, really good. Um, from what I've seen, a lot of different people around the league are thinking that uh, this team can be a lot better just so long as they uh, they start working on their chemistry. As for a team that is about to get underway starting tonight, uh, the night of recording, uh, is the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I was digging around for some information. I was trying to you know, get around all of that, that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado news. Um, and one of the things that I found was uh, a list, as there are many of them on the internet. Um, and this list happened to be the MLB Top 100 Players. Um, I don't know who wrote it, but it sounded like someone very credible. Um, but on that list, the thing that I really wanted to cite is that there are five players that play for the Phillies that showed up on the list. Um, some of them uh, pretty decently far down, and some of them, I mean, they're they're up in the hundreds, but it's still incredible to be considered one of the best hundred players in a league that has thousands. Um, so, I, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, those five players are going to be coming in at this order. Number 24 was Aaron Nola. Um, a, a dude I absolutely love. I think he's going to end up being my next, uh, my next Phillies jersey. Either that or, uh, Reese Hoskins, who we will get to. Um, but yeah, Aaron Nola, he was number six on the list of pitchers. 
which, you know, again, makes me feel really great about him. I love the dude, and uh, he's, he's one of our biggest assets as the Phillies. So it's great to get that recognition. Number 40 on the list was JT uh, Real Mudo. Real Mudo. I'm probably fucking up the name one way or the other. Um, but uh, he was on the list, our brand-new catcher who uh, we have just acquired from Miami. Again, someone correct me. In the comments below, yell at me on Twitter, at DrPhD. Um, but one thing about JT is that he was the number one catcher in the league. That's awesome. That's really cool. Please tell me more nice things. Um, and the interesting part about this is uh, I went a little digging uh, just to, to, to see where some of these players stack up. The next catcher on the list is Buster Posey. And he is a whole 52 spots behind him at 92. Um, which just makes me think that there is a decent gap in skill level between JT and Buster. Hooray! The Phillies walk out on top. Um, number 59 is our boy, Reese Hoskins. He was number 7 in all of defensemen. I mean... <laughs> defenseman first baseman i'm thinking about a different sport which we will get to i'm just so excited for it um following up that was number 83 uh jean segura gene segura again i I'm, i just call him segura i i'm saying the real name because that's what i wrote but uh segura um ended up being 83 number 10 out of all the shortstops, and uh, rounding out our five that we had on the list is Andrew McCutcheon, uh, another person that we got in a trade that I'm very excited to have on this team. He was 95. Uh, he's 20 spots lower than another fellow Philly, um, Michael Brantley. Uh, so close one, Michael. But uh, maybe, maybe uh, if they do a top 120 players list, then we will see you on there. Um, as for Harper Talks, I mentioned that at the very beginning. Uh, still nothing. Still still no idea. It seems like Philly is a, uh, a, a, a possibility. Um, but we still have no real idea here. Uh, Machado, though, he just got signed. Uh, he signed to the Padres, I believe, for $300 million. I'm not sure of the numbers, but I know he signed a long-term deal with the San Diego Padres. Uh, good for them. I hope he doesn't ruin your locker room. Um, and the interesting thing I think about that is uh, from the little bit of news I saw about Harper is that's kind of the same deal that I saw people saying that Harper might get, which is awesome because... Uh, I mean, that just means we're going to be paying more money for this guy if we get him. We do have the money to throw around, but I don't want to just throw money at people and go, here, make our team happy. That's just me. As for a team that, end of the weekend, all right, that would be the uh, Philadelphia Wings. They had a home at home against the New England Black Wolves. I think it was Black Wolves. Um... They, uh, what did they go? They went 14-10 on, uh, at the home game 
It was one of their two wins all year. And uh, then they lost 17-11 to to, uh, to the Black Wolves at uh, New England. So they improved to 5-4 and four after our little stint. And that is just annoying. It's annoying because uh, I would have liked to, to see them walk away with um, with with two big wins. I mean, we we should see more wins from this team, and I think they have a lot of room to grow. But they they look good when they're hot. They're really hot out there. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, go to the game on uh, on Saturday. I was two rows behind the opposing bench. Um, and one thing that you learn from behind the bench is that that team can be full of busters. That's all they were. Um, I, I keep telling people that uh, there's there's a group of people that stand right at the top of that, uh, that tunnel where the opposing team comes out. And they're all Wings fans. And throughout the game, they, they just taunt. All the time. All the time. And it's like, it's not clever. And I won't say it's good, but it's really funny. Um, at one point, there was a TV timeout. And, you know, the, the offensive coach or the defensive coach was getting all their guys, you know, over to the side, drawing up a play and being like, oh, you know, this is what we got to do, blah, blah, blah. And uh, there's one guy who was just yelling down that tunnel and was like, don't listen to him. He's... He's not going to get you the win. You guys are losing. He's not a good coach. Um, and uh, there, there were two names. There was, uh, there was Digby and Crawford that kept on getting called out all night long. All night long, there was one guy who would, who would start a chant in, uh, in, in that group. And they would be like, Digby, Digby. Um... Eventually, the, 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 the guys that were getting taunted, they, they all were like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. They were nodding their head. They were trying to laugh it off. Obviously, they got to them, though, because both Digby and Crawford ended the game in the box because they were just taking penalties because they were so mad. And they were probably annoyed that they were losing the game. They didn't look that great in the game either. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I like to think that we got in their head. We got to them. Um, and the one thing I like about Wings games is they feel a little bit more of, like, an intimate time. Um, I don't know. It, it feels closer with the, the, uh, the players because you're, you, it's not as vast, I guess. Maybe it's because I'm sitting closer and I'm right there and I can just yell at the guy. But, like, without so many people up top and with, with a good amount of people in the bowl, it really felt like we were able to yell something more to people i don't know it was a fun time if you have a chance to go to a wings game i absolutely suggest it team that ended the week super strong uh however is the philadelphia fusion our um local overwatch team uh in the overwatch league and they started off real strong 2-0 uh convincingly beating the London Spitfire, who were the world champs. Uh, we beat them three maps to one, taking maps one, two, and four, um, with a pretty back and forth. Um, map number 
three. Um, but there, there seemed like there could have been some light, uh, for London after taking map three. They, they ended the map looking pretty strong and like they had uh, a lot of confidence going into map number four, which was immediately snuffed out by the fusion. Um, I believe they only made it about 47 meters, uh, in map four carrying the payload, um, which, if you are not aware, map four, you have to push a payload with uh, the rest of your teammates. Um, and they they just, London just couldn't get by them. Uh, Fusion, then uh, when they got their turn, they, they quickly were able to, to just go right through them. Um, which was great. Carpe ends up winning player of the match. Um he uh he played really confidently i was told he did a lot of really sneaky things that weren't necessarily mentioned in the broadcast that made him really good such as a play that uh ended up saving his life and a teammate's life um while there was a uh an exploding diva mech uh out there on the field so uh that was, that was it was really good for them it seemed like he had uh a really strong idea of what um the spitfire were trying to do and it was even more obvious when uh they ended up talking to him after the game you know player of the game oh how do you feel blah 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 and he said that they're gonna go into the next week with a win he sounded so confident and it was honestly just great to listen to um because i i love a guy who's so good that he can just confidently say yeah, uh, we're a really good team, and we're going to win, um, which uh, was kind of proven in the next week. They faced off against the Atlanta Reign um, in what I've seen to be uh, to be called the best match so far uh, in an absolutely insane back-and-forth match. Um, every single map could have gone either way. It always seemed like the, the very, very, very end of every single game uh just it, it it could have been a coin flip essentially someone had a really nice ult and all of a sudden the the tide has turned um so great stuff by the fusion um carpe had an insane uh 223.5 limbs per 10 minutes sorry i'm reading off my notes here um and the the great thing i think is even though it was a really back and forth uh, game and uh, a really back and forth match the entire time, uh, all of Philly had a higher limbs per ten minutes than all of Atlanta. I don't know what that says, but I know that that says something. Um, but Carpe looked great, um, and Fusion really kind of putting their foot down, and going, "Yeah, we are uh, a team that can possibly take it." So I'm hoping for it. Love the Fusion, and uh, they're starting tonight, Thursday. I'll give a rundown of the schedule at the very end of the podcast. But uh, week number three, or I guess game number three, is starting tonight. Um, as for some other sports, the Soul uh, are still in their off season. The coach and the GM uh, just had a little bit of a podcast talking about some of the changes to the league. Um, saying that they're excited to play, saying that uh, they're feeling confident with this team, and 
it, I didn't really seem like there was much other news, uh, but stay posted because the uh, the season's coming back. Let's get the soul. They are the heart and soul of uh, of of Philadelphia, one of the the most championship winning teams that we have here. So uh, gotta love them. Um, another team, Union. They lost one to nothing to the Montreal Impact in their first preseason game. Or, uh, oh no, I believe their last preseason game. I I think they uh they are done. They are taking a week off. Um, and then it is going to be the regular season. MLS soccer is back. Um, America's desperate attempt to be the Premier League. But get excited about it either way. Philadelphia Union, hell yeah. Um, they go down one nothing to uh the the Montreal impact though. So that's kind of lame. As for the Eagles, I won't say that what they've been up to is lame, but I will say that it hasn't changed for a little bit. Things uh seem kind of stagnant. Uh a lot of people are talking about, you know, fantasy drafts and and uh, you know, what this draft is going to end up looking like, who the who the Eagles are going to take. Um Everyone's desperately saying something for the secondary, uh, to which I agree, um, which pretty much makes me go, there's not much else to talk about. Uh, go Birds, though. Uh, at some point, I do want to sit down and have a remembrance of the legend that is Nick Foles, but we will do that at another time. Um, because now we are talking about the story that I have been waiting so long for um the philadelphia flyers have had a let's say decent week they uh they swept a home at home series against the red wings improving to 12 1 and 1 before tuesday uh which was the best record in the league since uh mid-january so the flyers have legitimately been the hottest team in the NHL, which includes the Tampa Bay Lightning and uh, the St. Louis Blues, or the Columbus Blue Jackets, I, I should say. One or the other. Someone else out there is is uh, is doing very well. I keep getting all these facts mixed up. Um, someone set me straight. But we went into Tuesday... 12-1-1 and and walked out 12-2-1 and uh, because we did play the Tampa Bay Lightning, probably the best team in the NHL, bar none. Uh, ended up giving Nikita Kucherov his 100th point of the season, game 61, I believe. Uh, good for him, blah, blah, blah. That's not the Flyers, so we don't care. Um, one thing we should care about is how Hart is doing. He let in three goals in the first period. Uh, and was quickly yanked after that, uh, which I feel like is a smart decision. Um, he, uh, he he was starting his third straight after a back-to-back against Detroit. Um, so he was probably a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued. Um, and the thing I noticed about the Tampa Bay game is there were some if he calls things didn't necessarily play out the way that I would have called it but I'm also a Flyers fan it just seemed like 
they were they were letting the boys play. They were they were letting the hits happen. Um, but there were some things that just did not really make sense. Um, I do think Hart being pulled was the right decision. Uh, even though the Flyers went down five to two, um, pulling Hart that early in a game where he could absolutely get lit up by just some insane goal scorers uh is 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 kind of like a a savior kind of moment and i i hope i mean i it doesn't seem like this kid has an ego to him but i hope this in some way humbles him it it at least makes it go like okay um you know i'm i'm not that great yet so i still have room to work with i can i still have a way to improve a great way he could do that is uh, by listening to one of his new buddies on the team, uh, Cam Talbot. I believe his first name is Cam. Uh, but Talbot is on his way. I believe he actually arrived Wednesday. Uh, so good for him. But uh, he is absolutely there to mentor Hart. Hart has said that before his um, his first NHL start, he ended up calling up... Uh, uh, Talbot and was just like, oh, do you have any advice? Is there anything I can do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so hopefully they are best friends together. Uh, Hart really just seems like a, a, a great guy. Um, they've also shared a lot of ice time together, so it seems like they do have um, a, a decent relationship. And uh, Talbot said that he's he's always willing to learn more and do what he can to get better. He's always asking questions. Which is something that you want to see in a young kid, uh, really trying to capture all of that potential that he has and be as good as he actually can be. Um, so that's that's great to hear, and uh, that will uh, will hopefully take us to a win coming up this week. We have a monumental game coming up. It is the Stadium Series game against Pittsburgh in Lincoln Financial Field. Holy fuck, ladies and gentlemen. I am excited. Uh, I plan on tailgating all day. I plan on having a great time, getting drunk, getting belligerent, and uh, yelling at the fucking Penguins because fuck the Penguins. Um, I, I just... There's 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 so much going on with this game. Uh I I'm I mean, like I said, I'm going to be tailgating all day. I'm going to be partying. I'm going to be insanely excited for this game. Um and I hope you are too if you're going to the tailgate. Hope I see you there. Um but uh let's let's break it down to to a hockey perspective. Uh so far the the Flyers are one and one against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, they uh, have also only won at the uh, away building. So the Flyers have won in Pittsburgh, and uh, Pittsburgh has won in Philadelphia, which actually keeps up with the trend that uh, I had mentioned in the very first Stadium Series uh, preview. That uh, recently it seems like a lot of back and forth. And us winning in their stadium and then winning in ours. One of the interesting things about that, though, is that uh, the loss two years ago and um, in Heinz Stadium at Pittsburgh uh, 
was a, a loss. Pittsburgh won there. Um, so maybe that just means that there's something about playing outside that gives that crowd a bit more of a feel. Maybe the Flyers are really going to be feeling it, really feeling uh, the pressure, or really feeling our excitement, I guess I should say. Um, so uh, hopefully that can end up being a, a good statistic for Philadelphia and not just Pittsburgh is really good in games outside. Um, as of the recording, we are eight points out of the last playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, that uh, second wild card spot. Um, so this has giant implications. I mean, if, if we end up beating Pittsburgh, that could end up saving us four points and uh, pushing us a lot closer to them, uh, hopefully to then take over. Um, they are in that last uh, wild card position. And it's also a, a really good way to gain some momentum going into the the last portion of this season. I mean, there's not much hockey left, guys. I'm upset about it. You're upset about it. A lot of people are upset about it. Um, but it's the truth. There's not a lot of hockey left. So these wins are going to become more and more important. I mean, I know we have a game tonight against Montreal. Um, we have the game on Saturday against Pittsburgh. Some of these games can mean a lot in terms of whether this team is going to live and die in the playoffs or even make it to the playoffs or even just telling of what next season is. And you already know that that's where I'm really looking for. I really want this team to get everything together right now so that next season it's like, all right, we're good to go. So let's... Just hope that uh, the the Flyers' future is looking bright. As for the future of all of Philadelphia, let's break down the schedule real quick. The Fusion, I mean the 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 Flyers. Sorry, I I was getting excited for tonight. The Flyers are at Montreal tonight. Uh, and then we are playing Pittsburgh in the Stadium Series on Saturday. The uh, what is that? Twenty fifth? Is that what I wrote? Um, Buffalo will then be in town on the 26th. Um, next up would then be the Sixers. They have a game against Miami tonight, I believe. Uh, a game against Portland on, uh, on Saturday. And a game against the Pelicans on the 25th, I believe I wrote down. Uh, Phillies are back in... Uh, they are starting their preseason tonight. They're playing Tampa Bay. Um, I believe that's Tampa Bay. Um, I can't really read the cities that I'm, I'm looking at. Sorry, guys. Uh, they're playing Pittsburgh, then, uh, Detroit, then Detroit again, then the Yankees, and ending out the week with, uh, Minnesota. The uh, Eagles still in the offseason, so no games. Fusion have a game tonight, and then they are playing Dallas on Saturday. Um, the Wings have the week off. They uh, they got to take some time to really look at their season and uh, see where they want it to go. The Union are also on a bit of a hiatus just because, uh, again, just a break, just to take a look at what the actual season is going to hold for them. And the Soul are also in their off season. So, um, 
big week coming ahead for uh, some of the major sports that are out there. Um, if you like, you know, listening to all this stuff, give me a like. Let me know. Comment below. Subscribe. Do whatever you feel is right. Follow me on Twitter. That's going to be at DrPhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. Um, and my last thought is I realized that uh, this podcast would make me the only 8 for 8 Philadelphia sports anything in all of Philadelphia. If you can find one other thing that goes 8 for 8, talks about the Flyers, the Sixers, the Phillies, the Eagles, the Fusion, the Wings, the Union, and the Soul, all at one spot, I would love to meet that person. Do they want to collab? Um, but honestly... Uh, I, th- I think that's pretty cool. If you guys think that's cool, please let me know. Um, I've already plugged my, my Twitter twice, so I'm not going to do it again here. I'm rambling on. I hope you have a great week. I hope Philadelphia Sports has a great week. Let's go Flyers at the Stadium Series. Have a good one.